Hello, Vegas Golden Knights fans. Welcome to another episode of Ladies of the Night Slashin' and Hookin', a passion podcast by women who love talking hockey, specifically about our hometown team, the Vegas Golden Knights. That's always a tongue twister for me. You do so well. <laughs> Thanks. Good to have you back, Kim. Thank you. So I have to say something. I probably shouldn't say this at the beginning of the podcast, but Carrie and I have been sitting here for the last three hours. <laughs> We've had our notes in front of us. We're ready to do the podcast, but we've been talking about everything possible other than the podcast. It's sort of like this week has just exhausted us. I am exhausted. With the games and the emotional, ugh. Yeah, especially last night, uh, just going into game seven, just a little bit terrified, a little bit nervous. And yeah. I think just that... That emotion, those emotions, just building up, building up, building up with no score for two periods was yeah. just uh, exhausting, I feel. So I'm really happy for smelling salts right now. Yeah, we need them. So <laughs> let's set this up. We'll do our smelling salts. We'll go into period. I think we're going to divide our, our podcast day, period one, two, three, like we always do. Period one, focus on where have we come from? What's been happening in the past? Period two, what are we, what's, what's upon us right now? What are we going to be dealing with? And period three, what's the future hold? All in relation to the playoffs, of course. So we'll just jump into it. If it's 20 minutes, it's 20 minutes. Yeah. It's, we've got a, it's a perfect timing because we're going to start our, our next round of playoffs tomorrow night. Yeah, so we better get all geared up for that for all sure. Right. I right. have to tell you that the last time we did these smelling salts... <laughs> Okay, we're back to the flip ones or the clip, whatever. We yeah, snap, the, the snappy ones. Yeah, the snappy ones. ones. They're like in their own individual packaging. You snap them and they turn red and you can smell them. It's kind of crazy yeah. versus your other. Yeah, those weirdos. other ones were pretty strong. And I had, after I went home, I just, I just not feel right. Like my head was kind of pounding yeah. and the next day I didn't feel 100%. <laughs> So I, don't I think know. you might have snorted oh, some of it. it. Might it's have been hanging rough. out of there. <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. Oh yeah. You go first. I love it. Mm. I need it. Mmm. That's <coughs> over here. <sighs> this is much milder. Yeah. The best last week. Hopefully okay. I'll still Ooh. get us. Get Got a little focused. bit of a singe in my nose there. Burn. Oh, okay. Okay, let's go. I never see the guys make faces like ours, though. No. Well, they kind of just wing it yeah. slow and kind of Actually, move no. Way. Sometimes I see them, like, just right up in their nose. Maybe oh, really? it's worn out a little bit, Maybe though. by the time they pass it down the Perhaps. bench. All right. Well, okay. let's talk about what we just came from and you okay, know, so your thoughts on the, the series. Yeah, so from our last podcast to now, we had game five, six, and seven. Yep. Um, Leonard had starts in all three, um, which, you know, uh, he lost the fifth. He did lo lose the fifth. He lost the sixth. We were shut out. <laughs> and then, um, of course had the win last night, um, with, uh, yeah. Okay. So okay. let's, let's stop there for just a sec. So did you think that Flurry was going to play in any three of those games? I thought that if he was going to play him, he would have played him in game six because he'd just come off the loss. We knew we were going back to back in game six and seven. Right, the they back played Flurry since as the backup goalie, and then Leonard could come in and take the seventh. You know, having said that, you know the argument is was that their goalie Demko was just so good. Right. That our offense was there. It was really an offensive issue. 
Well, it was, it was. I also think, you know, when I was thinking about after we lost game five, you know, we, we still only needed to win one more. Right. So putting Flurry in the goal in game six would have made it look like, oh, Flurry saved the day kind of thing. Yeah, and I don't think that that's the image that DeBoer wanted for himself or for Leonard. And so I mm-hmm. felt like for sure, um, for sure Leonard was going to be in the goal game six. I feel that you hold some things with DeBoer, like sort of, I don't know, sus- suspicions about his <laughs> decisions. You're not all in, which is okay. Yeah. You know, you don't need to be. I'm not saying I'm all in either, but I just think that there's you have this suspicious mind when well, it comes to DeBoer. I, I'm going <laughs> to say that I'm a realist okay. with DeBoer. Perfect. Uh, I've been really trying, like we've talked about this before, like separating my emotion mm-hmm. out of it and really listening to the things that he says and the way that he's handled himself and the decisions that he's made. And based on that was the reason why I came up with that idea or had that feeling about game six that, you know, Leonard's the guy. Leonard's our guy right now. And Flurry is going to come in for uh, maybe on the um, back-to-back, but it's not going to be in a situation where – He's gonna save it, you know. If I think if right. the if the game tallies were different, maybe so. Uh, but because we only had we just needed had one, one more, more win. game, he, one more. He wanted win. Leonard to be winning. Absolutely, he wanted yeah. Leonard to be winning. That. I kind of agree with you there. I'm, I mean, I can, yeah, I can, I I can see that. I can. There's a stubbornness or something I feel with DeBoer. Oh, totally. And that and so he's <laughs> got to prove his point. And you know, I don't. I am. I will admit this. Um, since we're talking about this goalie issue, which is pervasive in almost everything we talk about at some point, is I I do feel... Now I lost my train of thought because I went on to tangent. Um, what was I going to say? It'll come back to me. Okay. So let's talk about five for just a second because we played really well in five. The shots on goal ended up being 43 to 17. Theodore, Shea Theodore... He's, he's, our, he's our guy. Man, he is right now. He ended up with the only goal um, in that game. And then in game seven, ended up with our uh, goal in the third period. Mm-hmm. Again, our defensive men. Wow. Yeah. I mean, our forwards really had a hard time scoring uh, the mm-hmm. last three games. And they had control of that game. They did. But, but they, I mean, Demko... He such a hot goalie. Like I have to say that he may. I don't know where he fell in terms of a record, but he had a hundred over a hundred and twenty minutes of time. Which let's put that in perspective is three is two full games mm-hmm. of where we couldn't score on him. Yeah, we couldn't score one goal for six periods. Right, that's crazy. Well, what I saw were a lot of shots to the crest, um, a lot of shots you know, off the ice, you know, just down like towards his pads. I mean, he, he's a big guy. He Mm -hmm. filled up half the goal. So your shots are going to have to be up in the air. They're going to have to be up in the corners. They're going to have to be even, I mean, even this idea of trying to shoot at him and hope it, you know, deflects and you, or we get a deflection or, 
you work it past him. You know, sometimes when it hits sure. the goalie on the side and it'll like slip in under the arm or something like that. Like it just was not happening. Yeah. That was not but happening. But there were some wicked shots that should have, could have, would have gone in that he saved with a toe. I mean, yeah. some of the words that I heard was like, it's witchcraft. You know? <laughs> There's, like what's going on? Did he sign a deal with the devil? Right. You know, like why can he, is he deflecting everything? You know, yeah. when someone said, it's like the airbender. He's bending the air. There's no way it's getting past him. So like, to your point, yeah, it's not like, Certainly game six, it wasn't like there was any amazing, amazing, amazing saves, I don't think. But there were some pretty amazing saves yesterday. Absolutely. There were some that, you well, know. Well, and we gotta, we have to talk about Leonard's, you know, channeling flurry or his... Totally channeling flurry. I rem- That <laughs> save was amazing, and I remember... You have screaming. it on your wall, right? Yeah, except in flurry, yeah. <laughs> a flurry, yes. <laughs> yeah, flurry. And I, I said to Jason, Leonard just made a flurry save. It was so incredible. Yeah, and I know I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say I am getting a little. The fans are still debating. Put in flurry. Put in flurry. It's time to get off that chant. It's like as fans, just play. Let's let's just move forward. The the it it is what it is now. Let's stop arguing about when and when you know flurry was going to play. I'd like to see him come out tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be great to start him with Dallas. Um, probably won't. I'm not going to cry about it. I'm not going to send a tweet about it. It's time to stop tweeting about <laughs> well, all right? The because stuff. you know yeah. Leonard's not it reading through everybody's comments and everybody's uh, or DeBoer's not reading yeah, through DeBoer's everyone's uh, comments and everyone's tweets trying to decide who to put in the net. So um, yeah, I, I'm I'm all on on board with that. Well, let's talk a second to the last night's game in terms of about the five minute major that happened. Okay, so you're ready. We don't have to talk about, let's not talk all about the, let's not talk about Reeves in that. Let's okay. save that till the second period, but about what's happening with him. Sure. But let's talk about how you felt when that happened. Like, how did you feel? All of a sudden, there's a major, it's a hit shot to the head, a hit to the head, it's illegal. He gets sent out of the game. He's gone for the game. Mm-hmm. Ejected. And now we've got... It feels feel, felt familiar, yeah, right? a little too familiar. <laughs> like the Sharks game last year, I was... I will admit this, when that happened, and we had five minutes, and we were amazing penalty killers last Mm -hmm. night. Absolutely. I was kind of glad Leonard was in net. I'm not going to lie. Right. I thought, oh my gosh, if Fleury was in net, what's the psychological impact? I mean, to carry that from the previous year, and I mean, Leonard was a clean slate. He didn't have that experience. He didn't have that baggage at all. No, so he was able to not worry about that. And we did an amazing job on the penalty kill for that. We really did. I mean, we dominated the entire game, though. I mean, they hardly spent any time down near our net. Uh, we had tons of takeaways, and yeah. it was – they played like they did the first game um, in the yeah. first series, yep. just completely dominating. Like, there was just no way that, you know, they were going to win. So that was – that they weren't going to win. And so that was making me even more nervous as we got down to the third period because it only takes one tiny little right. thing. We just – we had no room. We had no space for right. anything to happen. And so that was so nerve-wracking. I saw this tweet. It was funny. It was a photo. I don't know if you saw this. And it said, if the Golden Knights played – foot, or if the Vancouver Canucks played football. Now, it was from a European, so he meant soccer. And it showed a photo – of the net with the whole team in the net as goalies. <laughs> so it was that's what it was like. It was like Vancouver was so congested, you know, playing right there in front of the net. Yeah. And not defensively, not letting us get anything in or anything out or anything at all. Mm-hmm. It was just and really the final that shot that Shea Theodore made was because 
both Carlson and Stone. Stone were blocking his view. Yeah. They had that great, was after a timeout, mm-hmm. that's what DeBoer does, right? That is one oh, thing that, that was, why don't you that speak was, to that? Yeah, that was one thing that um, I love. I mean, I really love when he utilizes the timeouts. I really appreciate that. And I also appreciate him moving the lines around. Yes. And switching things up. I've said that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's those are some good things I like about DeBoer. Uh, but take utilizing that time out and in that moment and getting you know rallying the guys up, ha- putting in place a, a specific play or at least an idea for a play. I don't know exactly what happens in those conversations, but uh, was was key. And I don't know if anybody saw, but last minute Carlson just jumped out of the way mm. of the puck. And, you know, I don't know if that's part of the play, too, but that was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. You wouldn't have seen that until the replay. Right. I didn't know. I didn't even. Okay. I didn't even know the puck went in when we were watching the game at first. Um, Did you see Stone's reaction on yeah, the Yeah, of course. Stone's always got the best reactions when it comes He's to. He's awesome. He's to, awesome. Yeah. That Him and that face. Absolutely. So that was great. I, um. I really, really He always like makes me think of Animal on the Muppets, <laughs> the drummer, you know, in the... For yeah. sure. For sure. So hats off to Demko. He did a great job. I think he gave us a, a run for our money those last couple of games and uh, last few games, so... Should we give him applause? Because honestly, yeah. that was amazing. Yeah, let's do. That's for Demko. Way to go, nice Demko. Job. First start since March 10th. You may never play again like that. May, I mean, I'm not saying you may never. Just you, you may not. You might you not. Never. You just may never play like that ever again. Yeah, I'm really a believer in those like, uh, you know, like beginner's luck kind of thing. I know he's not a beginner, but just that idea yeah. of like coming in and just you know being on fire like that. Yeah, yeah it may not ever happen again. So, all, all right. right, let's move on. Sure, to let's a, play our little thing. Yeah. Period two. All right, moving on to period two. Let's talk in period two about what we're facing now. What is Today, tomorrow, the next week ahead of us. Yeah, so we're playing the Dallas Stars. Yes. Yeah, it starts tomorrow night, so get a good night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think the game begins at 5. Yeah, so sleep in. Maybe uh, <laughs> hang out by the pool a little bit. Dallas is a tough team. They are a t- big, strong, physical, physical team. team. Yeah. And going into our first game, we will be down a very significant, big, strong, physical player. Yeah, so with Reeves, he got uh, suspended for one game uh, for that hit uh, to the head on Tyler Mott Mm -hmm. um, in the last game. Um, Yeah. I mean, what did you think about the hit? So when I saw it at first, I was like, no, it's, it was, he didn't mean to do it. And I guess, and that was some of the people in the room were like, but he didn't mean to. Well, it really doesn't matter if he meant to or he didn't mean to. It was an illegal check to the head. It was, um, it hit the head as the primary target or the main point of contact, which is one of the first things that they look at. And then the second thing they look at is whether or not it was avoidable. Yeah. And they deemed it to be avoidable. Um, and then of course the question, so, you know, Reeves leaves the game, breaks a stick on his way down the tunnel, upset. <laughs> I want you to talk a little bit about the the face that you saw him sort of after the hit, sort of yes. how you felt he may have responded to that. Because you, right. you're they, well, they that. show the replay over and over again, you know, of him hitting and then turning around. And it just was such a familiar face of like when your kids, 
do something wrong, they know they just did something wrong, they actually feel bad about it, wish they could take it back really fast, but you know, there's gonna be some repercussions probably. And I just, that's what his face looked like to me that, you know, can I, it, I wish I could just push back time and make a different decision. You know, I, the way I saw it was that he was kind of going against the flow of where, you know, the puck was headed. I know he had some, you know, he was talking about how he thought Stastny was going to push him in a certain way. Right. Stastny was chasing him, well, was close to him, and he felt that that pressure would move him a little bit. So that was his defense when he spoke to the committee or whoever he speaks to was that he really did feel that Stastny would sort of move him down closer to the boards, but that was not the case. And I'm, you have to realize these guys aren't walking. They're on ice going so fast. The the response time is not, they don't have a lot of it when right. they're going that quickly. And obviously they they felt, and DeBoard said, you know, hopefully could because um, Reeves has a clean history that he won't get suspended for too long. Yeah, how many minutes has he played without, or well, how many he's games? he's played 649 games in his career, and he's only been suspended once. Yeah. And when you and I talk about this, and that was in 2015-2016 season, right. so before he even became a knight, um, you and I have talked about this. We think he's a clean player. He's he in is. control. He's he, in, he rarely you know, gets a penalty, yeah. too. So I think if he was dirty, he'd have more penalties. Yep. He knows how to hit without, you know, without drawing the penalty, mm -hmm. without being dirty. And he usually always has composure. And even in that in that moment, he it wasn't he was out of control or no. didn't have composure. In fact, it almost looked like he pulled his shoulder down because he thought maybe he might you know, hurt him or right. hit him in the face or the head. It yeah. looked like he was trying to not do it, and it didn't look like a usual, to me, it didn't mm -hmm. look like mm -hmm. a usual Reeves hit. Right. It didn't look hard. It almost looked like, oh, dang, maybe I shouldn't be here. Right, so here we are. There's Reeves. He gets his one-game suspension. He's got that suspension. So we're going in tomorrow without him. Physical, strong team, kind of the kind of team we need him. But fortunately, it's game one. It's not right. game seven. And it's only one game. And it's only one game. Okay, so the other weird, wild combination, though, going into this first game is that, okay, so we talked a little bit in peri period one about, you know, our uh, reminiscing about that terrible game um, against the Sharks. And uh, so now we have DeBoer as our head coach, who was previously the head coach of the Sharks. Yeah. Uh, Pavelski is now playing. It's on the Stars. On the Stars. He was the one that was hit by Cody Eakin. Um, right. And gotten taken off the ice. And, you know, head was bleeding from whatever the screw or whatever in yep. his head. Um, and so, and now plays for the Stars. So he was the captain of, of the Sharks. Yes. Yeah. He's, yes. And he's a beloved player by people. Like he's well regarded and well respected in the league as being a clean player. Mm. And so, just you know, just a thought. It's not yeah. like he's a dirty guy. Like he's and he's a leader. Like he can really get that team going. Yeah. So here we are, like you say. Yeah. But we've got this wild combo of these <laughs> these two guys, and then Reeves suspended. With, you know, after yeah. a five minute major, which is reminiscent of the last game. It just feels strange. So when I, one of the first experiences I had watching Dallas with Vegas, I don't remember if we went, we probably lost because all I could remember was we could not get a freaking goal past Ben Bishop. He was a monster in the net. He's mm -hmm. like six foot nine. Well, I don't know if he's six foot seven and then he put on skates, he's six foot nine, but he's huge. 
and he's one of the better um, goalies in the league, although he has been injured. Mm -hmm. And he, in fact, we don't have to get into this, but he came back and played for the Stars in the last series, like, he let four goals in in the first period, and he was out. And they brought it was you know it yeah, wasn't a, it wasn't a good him. entry. They pull him? Oh, they pulled him fast, yeah. yeah. But but we've got Kudovin in net as well, who's amazing. Has been has been amazing. So we've got I don't know if Bishop's healthy. Like is he? Clearly he's healthy because they put him back in. But he, he I don't know. We don't do well against Bishop. So I looked at the stats, and we're a pretty evenly matched yeah, team. I agree. A very evenly matched team. We've had a tough time with Dallas in the past. So, you know, if I had been asked of the th three teams, Dallas, um, the Avalanche, or the Blues, who to play, I don't know that Dallas would be my first pick. Well, you know, from the beginning, though, we didn't want to play at the Avalanche, right? I mean, that right. we felt like they were we were pretty evenly matched For sure, there because they well. were second coming out of – like coming pre-COVID, they were sec they were ranked second uh, next to the Blues, but they've been riddled with injuries, yeah. and so that's the thing. I don't know enough about Dallas right now to know who's injured and who's not, except you know Bishop's coming back, so it'll be interesting. Um, I am a little, I'm a little nervous. I guess we've both been. The good news is, is they've just been through seven games. Mm -hmm. We've been through seven games. Yeah. So we've kind of fought the same battles, mm -hmm. and um, we both come up ahead, and, and now we'll see. Well, I think one thing that might be a challenge is that, you know, we are expected to win the Stanley Cup. And mm -hmm. there comes with that uh, a pressure, you know, yeah. some pressure. And I feel like teams play better when they don't, when they're not expected. They don't have expectations on them. Yeah. So I feel like Dallas, Dallas Stars are going to come out with maybe a little more confidence than, you know, maybe they should. Uh I don't know, just be able to give a little bit more because they, there, there isn't that pressure there. And that we, we might, I, I'm hoping that we can hang on to our confidence and play the way we mm -hmm. played last night. Cause that, that was, I mean, if we play like that all the time, we're, we're not, gonna, I don't think we're going to encounter a hot goalie like that again, maybe, but not for three games straight like that. Right. Unless we get to the finals with Tampa Bay and Vasilevsky's that type of goalie, I think he yeah. tends to be, but, um, and we probably haven't played them that much in the, in regular season to know how we'd fare against them. But but I will say, I think Dallas is positioned for playoffs because I think they've invested as well. And I think we're equally matched. I don't. I think Vancouver, they were kind of, they say, playing with house money. They weren't expected. They were ranked seventh or eighth in the, in the Western Conference. They were young guys. They didn't really expect to win, so they were just riding. They didn't have to have that pressure, but I do feel that maybe Dallas will feel the pressure, maybe. especially since they beat the Avalanche, and I mean, they want this bad as we do, no question. Right. So I'd like to talk a little bit about that, but let's move that into the third period about some of the expectations and the impact. All right. So have we covered enough in the second period about kind of what we're facing ahead of us right now with this next series? I Yeah, I probably. I mean... Is there I don't want to go. I don't want to go seven games. So can we not go seven games? <laughs> but it feels like that's I, just playoff hockey, right? This is yeah. this is how it goes. I know, and and the fans love this seventh game. Like all the announcers and the analysts are like, "Oh, it's a seventh game," because there's an intensity yeah. that comes with that seventh game. Well, and it's been really fun because all four. Right? All four sets of teams all went to game seven. Mm -hmm. Everybody did. I think that's yes. true. I don't know, but Tampa Bay has. I, think they, I, don't I thought think they, they did. did. I thought everybody went to game seven. Uh, who did Tampa Bay play? I'm 
I'm drawing a blank with me right now. Boston. No, they yeah. didn't play Boston. Um, yeah, they did. The Boston Bruins? No, I don't think they did. Who beat out Boston? Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. Well, why don't you... Let me let me look this up while you take us into the third period. Okay. I think there's one more thing I wanted to say about sure. the Dallas Stars. And um, that is that they have typically been a defensive team and not an offensive team. And they've been scoring like five goals a game. This Like they've been scoring like wild. So that makes me a tad nervous against how we've been scoring, which is really not that much. Even though we have had control of our offense and control of the game, I feel like this will be an interesting match will be very interesting okay are we gonna move into the third and it was boston <laughs> all right you're right thank you tampa bay beat boston and they did oh. they did beat boston I, just, I feel like it's been so long ago i know and well, it's just so many games that's why i know it's just like i'm i'm exhausted yeah. my head's spinning all right let's go into the third period all right okay okay well, let's talk about what the future holds. So now we're, we, we know we've got this series, but now let's talk about what's coming. So once the Western Conference Final is determined and the Eastern Conference Final is the result of that, we'll be heading into the Cup Finals. But let's talk about the East because really we just, I think we just found out that the Islanders beat Philly. They did. It was 4 nothing. Oh, wow. Uh, and that was this Game 7? Yes, Game 7. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I we got uh, Trotz, the former coach of the Washington Capitals. I just I always recognize that guy because you know the Capitals and <laughs> I know not one of my favorite so teams. Team full of memories for us. A lot you know, of we, we, It's funny because we've been a team for three years and we feel like we've been just been through so much pain and agony <laughs> and and you get to people who've had teams in there. They've been falling for 50 years and right. they have true pain and agony like you know our Toronto Maple Leafs Jason's what how old are we we're in our 50s and should I say that I, I want <laughs> no I'm only 29 um <laughs> and they haven't won since 1967 yeah and, you know you just kind of get used to the pain and agony of your team just never quite getting there yeah. and so here we are three years we've been to the playoffs Every year, right? We went to the Stanley, Stanley Cup, Cup finals the first, first year, and you know, here we are. We feel the pain and agony of Trotz, yeah. as being, um, you know, because he was on the he was coaching Washington the year we we lost yeah. to them. This might be a good point. It's bringing up the Maple Leafs, a good time to bring up that now there are no more Canadian teams in the playoffs. Yeah. Sorry. You know what? I just don't feel like that's really true. I just feel like when I look at our team, like I say, we are, Vegas, Canadian. We are the, Cana the Team Canada, the Vegas Golden Knights, Team we really Canada. Are. We have so uh, we have many Canadians on yeah. our team. I think I that's why I, think I like, like them so much. I know. <laughs> it's true. Well, so here we've got the Islanders who will be playing Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. That will be an interesting. Now, Trotz, like you say, is now the Islanders coach. And what I get a kick out of, he's so dang short, he has to stand on the bench to watch right. watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they typically play a very defensive game. And, um, and now we'll be seeing them play the Tampa Bay, which has, I think, the number one goalie probably 
out there right. in the playoffs in Vasilevsky. Well, let's talk about Tampa Bay last year because they were so far ahead of everyone last year in regular in, season. In the regular season, and then got to the playoffs and choked basically, which they did the year before mm-hmm. as well. So it was at least two years. It could have been another year before that. I just know for the fact that those two years, I think I think they had almost 120 points yeah. um, last year. And I think uh, the Blue Jackets beat them out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm right on that. So that's sorry okay. if I'm wrong. We'll have to correct ourselves if that's the case. But they, it was a sweep. They were swept. Mm-hmm. I think it was because I think Tampa Bay beat the Blue Jackets in the first round this time. Yes. Um, and they kind of redeemed themselves. But it kind of speaks to this idea of playoff hockey and what that means, right. right? And we felt that Tampa Bay has not been a playoff team. They haven't proven themselves. And um, which is why I couldn't pick them in my bracket this year <laughs> to go too far. I think I have them going, not winning the next game, but um, going as far as round three. But because they haven't they haven't but this well, they year they don't play a physical game right they don't they take the, make the sacrifices and put their bodies in front of pucks and do the things that they need to do in playoff hockey like what whatever it takes to win so i would say that you're exactly right up until this year they're starting to demonstrate that we're hearing seeing them make those sacrifices which is why i think they've gone as far as they have mm-hmm. to really say okay we're here to play the right way or the you know the physical way we'll do whatever it takes and that reminds me of a story i've probably told you this story before this is one of my favorite stories and it's a picture and it really speaks to me about what's required in playoff hockey and it's a, a story from wayne gretzky and he tells a story of when he was playing on the oilers and how he um was they they didn't win this game. I don't know if it was game six, what game it was. I don't think it was entirely the full game seven. And it wasn't the cup final. But he was walking down. They had finished the game. They'd lost. They were the young, up-and-coming, skilled team. They were, you know, doing so well. But they couldn't quite get it to win a playoff or win the actual cup. And so they're walking down. They had to walk past the dressing room of the of the opposing team. And when he walked by that dressing room and he looked into the dressing room, he saw all these old guys, bigger guys, older guys, and they were had ice packs and they were just totally beat up. And they were in there sort of recouping and just they looked like they would, had just been hammered and had gone to war, mm. he said. And he said, and he looked and he, he recognized that's what it takes to win a cup. You leave nothing behind. You sacrifice everything to win. Yeah. And eventually, I don't know if it was the next year, but um, the Edmonton went on to win cup after cup. I think more than one or two, but I think three or four. But um, yeah, and I think that that's what, when I think of that, that's what Tampa Bay has not done in the past. Yeah. But maybe they're here to do it this year, so... I think, too, a, a thought just came to my head, you know, about what it takes to win and how the game is evolving. And I, I'd like to just go back for just a hot minute and talk about Shea Theodore and the fact that we have so many teams have defensive men who really contribute to the offense Yes, time and time again mm-hmm. with assists, with going after pucks, with scoring goals. Yep. And, um, and that, I think feel like you know from the things that I see and read and trying to figure out about hockey is that that is something that's really important Mm -hmm. at this point to be successful yeah I saw that he was Shea Theater was listed with the likes of Quinn Hughes who's on Vancouver Canucks Mm -hmm. and I think it's Kale McCarr 
uh, three defensemen who do that. I think I'm right on Makar. I think he's with Avalanche. I don't know for sure. I kind of see that in my head. But again, I'll have to correct myself if I'm wrong there. But yeah, I do think that's very true. All right. <sighs> what well, else we got? Any... Oh, well, let's talk about this. So we, to, to close up this period, you know, I don't know tons about all these teams, about the Eastern teams. So we know we've got Tampa Bay and the Islanders will be playing in the Eastern Conference. You know, we'd like to be the Western Conference winners, Please. champions. Yes. Um, we'll be playing Dallas Stars. But you had started to talk a little bit about Vegas being expected to win. And some of the pressure on our team and on DeBoer and some of the things that you've read about that. Did you want to speak to any of that? Oh, what do you mean? The, um, I don't know. What, what do you mean about that? Well, I think we talked about, you know, here we're going in and there is a lot of pressure on Vegas. Like mm -hmm. this team has, is built to win. And I'm not saying that, sure. Oh, we've got it. I'm just saying that there's been a lot of money. No, there's been specific, um, moves yes. to put us in this position to win the cup. Right. Of course, hiring DeBoer, of course, getting acquiring Leonard, yep. um, some other trades that we made, Alec Martinez, mm -hmm. fantastic. Um, Nick Cousins, who we didn't talk about but got pulled the last game because he's he gets a lot of penalties. Right. You know, he's got a lot of chirp stuff going on. He needs to get control of himself a little bit. So having no second this that the last game might have kind of calmed everybody down mm -hmm. too um we'll probably see him in tomorrow instead yeah of, uh, probably probably mm -hmm. um so i think yes we are i mean this That's is a the lot goal. of pressure like it's like the team that has that expectation on them in terms mm -hmm. of man you know this is supposed to be that year and i heard it say that it wasn't that gallant was a bad coach it's that DeBoer was the best coach out there um at the available at the time and that's why we made that switch because mm -hmm. we're being set up to hopefully take the cup this year. Yeah. I think it's definitely possible if they continue to play the way that they have played. I mean, everyone's talking, a lot of coaches are talking about systems. Mm -hmm. um, DeBoer yeah, talked a lot about, uh, a lot about having confidence in your game and confidence in your system. And that if you just continue along that line, it's gonna happen. I think we saw that last night. We I did. really feel that we played that game yesterday. We did. That we totally played the system and just kept at it, kept at it. Even though, I mean, think of that six periods worth of not getting a goal, playing your system, playing your system, playing your system. Right. <laughs> just when is it gonna happen? Like this guy's but you know, witchcraft, after, witchcraft. <laughs> after that timeout, like they still had the confidence. Yeah. They had the confidence that they were gonna score and that was gonna be the moment that they did. I think there was a little bit of surprise I saw a little surprise on Mark Stone's face, like, oh, oh it went there in. It is. Yes. There, there it is. There's the moment we've been waiting for. Yes, but but they had the confidence to do it, yeah. and that I, I can almost tell. You can probably tell too when they start when they come out and play if they're gonna have the confidence. And it does shift sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes sure. in a period, you know, they might come out the first period not so great, and then all of a sudden it'll shift in the second or shift in the third. I mean, we've been you know ramping it up in the third mm -hmm. a lot. Well, one of the, one of my family members said that when um, when they went on the ice for the anthem and they looked at the faces, that this, they were hungry, they yeah. were ready, they were fierce, mm -hmm. they were like, "This is ours tonight." Yes, they being the Knights, our team. Yes, yeah, we were that way. So there you go. 
Awesome. Should we talk one more second about the bubble and what it might be doing? And, yeah, for you know, sure. Like, how do we even know what's happening know. in the bubble? I, everyone's so tight-lipped about everything, and they all say the right things all the time. And like, you know, do you think they're the starting to hate? Like, they, I wonder if there's like, oh, I've had enough of these guys. Like, you can only be around. I mean, these guys used to get to go home to their families and now they're stuck yeah. with each other for week after week after and week and spending like social time so you always you have your work time but you also have your social time with them and then the only time you have away with them away from them is if you just have alone time so i think right. you have to be comfortable being by yourself as well but as we talked about before we're only looking at another two and a half weeks maybe i don't know i wonder if it could weeks. be yeah maybe three like i mean if you assume every game goes game seven you play every other night I'm guessing that that's a week and a half to two weeks per series. Mm-hmm. So it could be another month. Yeah. But to get to the Stanley Cup, we're not that we're not that far. We're not that far away. Not so here's far. the other thing that we'll I was reading. <laughs> I was reading that there was some Eastern Conference uh, families that were getting ready to go and oh, yeah. go to meet with their go to the bubble and they got they couldn't go. Like Canada's not letting you guys in. Sorry, like we don't want the Your passports are no good. <laughs> yeah, nope. They have to there's not they're not, they haven't sort of allowed the country is not yet allowed sort of Yeah, Americans to uh infiltrate. <laughs> I would definitely call it infiltrating. I'm right on the same page as you. So, so. who knows? We'll see what happens there, yeah. but not for the not yet. Maybe that'll lift in the next week. I have no idea. I don't follow it. I just read an article that said something about that, but that was kind of. Oh, funny. I'll keep my eye out on that because I'm. Because in my head, I kind of feel like we're playing here. Like I don't often make a distinction between Canada and the U.S. In my own mind, it yeah. sort of melds all together, until I'm reminded that oh, we got a cross yeah, border. Exactly. Anyway. All right. Well. Well, there you have it. That's a wrap. Yeah, we've. You we know, we need to go to bed. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so thanks for. Yeah, thanks for tuning in again. Uh, Please rate us, comment, uh, tell your friends. Um, Hit us up on social media, on Instagram, at Ladies of the Nights. Most importantly, wear your night's gear. Think positive thoughts. Watch the games. Come to our place if you want to watch the game. (laughs) If you live close by. Wear your mask. Yeah, of course, of course. Totally. All right, we'll have a great night. All right, thanks.